Hello, and welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Flo. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roxanne. And this is Typecast, brought to you by Rare Birds Book Club. This week, we're recasting Twilight. Do you know what? I was thinking the reason I think I can't do them is because of the scripted nature of it. I just panic. I'm like, I'm never going to remember what I have to say, even though I've said it. Yeah, but because times. it's it's scripted, you can just read it, so it it makes no sense. Are you no. saying if you have a free spirit, you can't be reined in? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Okay. You know what? I'm going to put the theme tune back on. And you just freestyle it with whatever <laughs> whatever feels right for you to say. Okay. Ready? I can't do it. Three, I can't do it. You're going to make me panic. One. Stop it, Rachel. <laughs> no, I refuse. Hello. See, I'm already messing up. I don't even know the next part. Unless I have it like written in front of me. I just I just can't do it. And then even then I mess up. Do you remember that one time I said my name was Rachel? I just <laughs> can't do it. You said hello really well though. That was nice. Thank you. This week we decided to just take on a very, it's not a very well-known book at all. I no. doubt you've heard of it. Obscure. I think it's only been read by about a thousand people. Mm-hmm. It's called what is it called? Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was sunset, but no, 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 no. Mm. Dusk. Yeah. No, it's definitely yeah. Twilight. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yes, the series that has only sold a cool one hundred and twenty million copies. <laughs> oh my god, one hundred and twenty million? Are you serious? Do you want to start the episode with a bit of trivia? Yes, yes. I was uh, doing a a bit of pre-episode research. So the best-selling book series of all time, what is it? I reckon Harry Potter. It is Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. 500 million copies sold. Okay, so can anybody guess what number two is? It's a book series. series. To get these numbers, it's got to be... Oh, 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 uh, Lord of the Rings. No. Oh, God, no. What? What It's either Hunger Games. Is it Hunger Games? It's That's not Hunger Games. Hunger Games um, has sold fewer copies than Twilight, but it is up. I think each of the Hunger Games sold over like 20 to 50 million copies. So I'm assuming it's not it's... Twilight. <laughs> it's not Twilight, no. For this. Is there, has, has there been a film of it? Uh, yes. Actually, I think in the last few years. Mm. No. Is it Lemony Snicket? It's not, no. Go back into your youth. I can't remember. Line the Witch in the Wardrobe? <laughs> I guess that's just the one. Yeah, line the witch in the wardrobe. Do you want me to tell you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goosebumps. Oh my god! What? Classic. I Goosebumps can't has that. sold the Goosebumps series has sold four hundred and eighty million copies. <laughs> my god! So in contrast, Twilight is small potatoes. But can I just say? So the Twilight trivia that kicked off the episode was about Goosebumps and Harry Potter. Oh, I just said. Harry Potter was the best-selling one, and do you no. want? I have tons of other Twilight trivia. Okay, all right. I have so much. Twi- give us some Twilight trivia. No, I'm going to pepper. pepper I'm going to pepper it in. I'm going to yeah, pepper, pepper it. Pepper, pepper away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, okay. Shall we do the summary before we go further in this? I know. Yeah. Spiral. Okay. For those who don't know what the he- series Twilight is all about, I've got a synopsis. Don't panic. That also applies to you when you're reading it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was really mean. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Bella Swan, despite being beautiful and popular, is an outcast for some reason. And when she moves from sunny Arizona to Rainy Forks in Washington to live with her dad, she struggles to connect with her many, many friends. But things take a turn when she encounters mysterious and gorgeous Edward Cullen and his aloof and hot family. He doesn't seem to like Bella at all, and she just can't figure out why. What has she ever done to him? She's just sitting there being a big, beautiful, popular outcast. <laughs> However, <laughs> he can't hate her that much, especially considering that he saves her from being squished by a careening truck, a seemingly superhuman feat. When she questions how he is so fast and strong, Edward refuses to explain himself but tells her she needs to stay away, handing her the teenage crack she needs to start investigating him. Meanwhile, an old childhood friend, Jacob Black, tells Bella that his community, Quaalute Native Americans, have a long-standing animosity with the Cullens and they are not allowed to step foot on the Quaalute reservation. He laughingly tells her that his family thinks the Cullens are vampires. Silly, right? But then there is the fact that the Cullens never come to school on sunny days and their eyes change colour and even though they're all siblings, they're all dating. Maybe there's something in this. After several hours of internet research on vampire blogs, Bella is convinced. So when Edward rescues her again, she confronts him and he confesses that he and his whole family are indeed vampires. But Bella, far from being frightened, instead enters into a dangerous romance with Edward, an immortal vampire. <laughs> I think that this book is actually really ripe for a retelling because I think the casting of the film is very bad. Really, I, I think, think the casting is very good. good. <laughs> yeah, and I found I this hard yeah. as a result. Yeah, the only one I don't think is actually cast very well is uh, Jacob because he's like in the book he's supposed to be like really tall and goofy and, you know, like the complete opposite of Edward and he's just a really cute tiny man I've, with muscles. I've, I think that my issue with the, the book of Twilight is that though they're – incredibly addictive to read there's not there they don't have much substance well nothing happens to, to them mostly to sustain no. them and yeah particularly as the books go on i think like the original twilight is the strongest and you can tell that it was a huge hit and the other ones were like fired out really quickly because the third one is just a complete nonsense to me the fourth one's a complete nonsense there's, the there's all that the, the one where it's like, oh, they're building up to a big battle and they're like, there's this big battle And then she coming. dreamed it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's, the, what, that's what they did in the film so they could show a battle scene. Like in the actual book, it's like they all confront each other and then they're like, should we just call it off? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? You can't, you can't end a series that way. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, because she couldn't go out to the baseball field and talk this out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put some vintage baseball caps on and talk about this like like adults. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that yeah. we got that we got that ending because Stephanie Meyer, the author, couldn't bear to kill off any of her characters. Yeah. And she's, you know, she Twilight came to fame like the first one was published in two thousand and five, and was also just a really interesting moment on the internet because we had immediate access to the author in a way that readers didn't necessarily have before. And Stephanie Meyer was extremely, extremely active online at the time. And so in sort of real time, she was kind of explaining and defending and sharing the logic behind Twilight, which was is also a very weird thing. She, unlike maybe some authors that came before her, 
had the opportunity to sort of assert that dominance in the public sphere and be like, no, no, Edward wouldn't do this. No, no, they would not have sex before marriage. Like, <laughs> I there and like that she would just very calmly be like, no, my characters are all like such important people to me. Like I could never allow a battle to happen. Like I could never let one of them die. It's the first time I actually read Twilight and I was struck with how kind of cozy it is actually. Like there's something about, it's like a real comfort read for that reason. Like the setting, the little descriptions of her going about her day and cooking dinner for her dad and going to school and seeing her friends. Like it's a very cozy world that she's created. And then to kind of have this extreme peril (laughs) that enters it occasionally, it's sort of almost doesn't fit and so I kind of understand why she felt that impulse to keep it safe and warm and not have you know beloved characters die but it does sort of make for a slightly boring read for that reason. The the Twilight series to me is a perfect example of a book series where they operate best when you're reading them at breakneck speed. Mm. Like they're incredibly addictive. You fly through them. Like people binge them like in a couple of sittings and they're long. They're like 600 pages each or something. But when you read it more slowly, it's like it almost just doesn't quite stand up to any more scrutiny because it's like when you start to think about the plot and think about the characters and think about the world a little more closely, it, you kind of have a lot more like, wait, what? Like, why is why why is he in Italy? Like, why was why was he like standing in an archway in Italy? He's like, if I can't be with Bella, I'm going to incinerate myself. And he was like going to step into the sun. And she had somehow managed to get to Italy and intercept him. Like, and then Jacob is a werewolf, and just and and then he. He falls in love with her infant daughter. Having sex results in not only immediate pregnancy, but almost her death. Yes, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird book. And the kind of weird attitude towards sexuality is very strange. And it does sort of seem to be a read on male sexuality and the way that kind of male sexuality is aggressive and violent and kind of outside of a man's control. And that's the thing that gets in the way of romance, you know, and it just sort of <laughs> Probably why the first book works best is because the drama, the level of drama and like melodrama sort of suits the scene. Like him, when she kind of is walking to school and then there's the car accident and he sort of saves her the first time. Mm. That is sort of perfect. Do you know what I mean? That exactly fits the world. And that's, that's enough for them to have this kind of explosive moment where she's like, this doesn't add up. Mm. Why wasn't I crushed? Why wasn't he crushed? He saved my life. I'm obsessed with him forever now. Like, it's like, it's that, that was, it's just, that's perfect. But then as it kind of got more and more grandiose and it was like about the feud between Jacob and Edward and Mm -hmm. then the Michael Sheen is the kind of head vampire guy of whatever their cult is. And, you know, it's like all that stuff just becomes, I don't think the world that she creates is well rendered enough to allow all that you know it's not quite mm. doesn't stand up to a stress test no. I just think too like as as both you and Flo point out that that you know the cozier world that that's sort of the constraints of being in school and having a crush on someone that that's I think that's why it became such a hit because all that stuff is really good it's like it's it's you can see yourself 
as her it's it's every teenage girl's fantasy that, that you're walking around being like Ugh, i'm an ugly old clumsy mess and then some like and this incredibly beautiful man is like oh my god i want you more than anything yeah i mean it's it's the romance novel that every teenage mm-hmm. yeah one of the nice things about this book is that they they do an awful lot of talking there are many many pages of them having these kind of <laughs> these conversations where they're kind of sending these barbs back at one another and flirting and kind of getting cross with one another and then revealing these these sort of buried truths and i think that's nice they they really get to know each other fantasy romance vampire stories are sort of irresistible in a way because yeah. vampires are sexy you and know, yet they choose to stay in forks and like go to high school like over and over again. Like just don't yeah. go to school. Like yeah, like just live on the fringes of society. That is the sounds like the worst existence of all time. Like having to do the same. Can you imagine having to read Romeo and Juliet every four years? Why does Edward Cullen drive a Volvo? <laughs> Like, I get that he's lived for hundreds of years and, like, Volvo has a great safety rating, but it's just incredible to me that he's, like, a 17-year-old teen and he's, like, yep, got my trusty Volvo sedan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, safety's important to Edward. I think she actually explains in the book, I think there's actually a bit where they're talking about cars and they talk about Rosalie's, she drives, like, a red sports car and he says that he has his car because they want to be kind of inconspicuous. What could be more conspicuous than a teen driving driving a Volvo? Can we just talk about the moment where I had to, I watched Twilight last night and I had to rewind and watch it again. The bit where they're in the cafeteria and she drops the apple and he sort of rolls it off of his shoe and it rolls up his leg and into (laughs) his cupped hands. I I was actually quite amazed because I thought, did Robert Pattinson actually do that? (laughs) But like, did he actually do it? It looks really real. Is it CGI? <laughs> I would love it if they CGI that apple. <laughs> yeah, because it's also like that's the cover of the book, isn't it? The oh yeah, why holding yeah. the apple? So it's very. It's actually like, possibly the most important moment in the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did anyone else think that every single one of the actors, as the films went on, sort of looked like the life was slowly being sucked out of them? Film for film for film. Because I, I feel like they got like kind of like drawn and like, you know, they all looked healthy and vital in the first one. And then like the wigs get worse. And even though they're making so much money and the eye contacts get worse and their skin gets really pallid. And so here's Ooh. a few facts for you on the wigging. They did have some wig issues because, first of all, in the first film, Nikki Reed, who plays one of them, crazily. She has like obviously very, very dark hair and they like bleached it to shit and then it all fell out by the time they came around oh to God, do the really? second film. Yeah, her hair was so damaged they had to put her in a wig. So that was the beginning of Wiggate. Mm. And in between... They could have just made her a brunette though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Stupid. In between the second and third film, Kristen Stewart was filming The Runaways when she was... Yeah, she chopped all her hair she- off. So they had to put her in a wig because she chopped it all off. And it's for a really a bad wig as well. Yeah, it is a bad, bad wig. wig. And Robert Pattinson ends up in a wig for the same reason. So <laughs> just, just an astronomical wig budget on that film. They had ended up having to do a lot of reshoots and his hair was so different. So they had to put him in a wig too. And so that in part explains why there's 
the wigs are just such a mess. But they just look, I mean, honestly, I think every single one of them, they look like they're having a really bad time as it goes on because they it's well, just, you can see it in their faces. They're just, they were having a really bad time. My God. I don't think, I don't think there are any two people who are more relieved to be released from a franchise than Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, no two people have ha- ever hated Twilight more than the two of them hate Twilight collectively. I feel like they really used that fire to kind of launch themselves into respected acting careers, though. Mm. They're both mm. very respected now. They are. Yeah. They're indie darlings. Uh, well, that's why you make the big film, so then you can spend the rest of your life earning your reputation back on films <laughs> that make you more money. Mm-hmm. But at least you have money to then do that, you know? Yeah. So there we go. Just I'd, I'd absolutely... I'd do it too. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I would definitely do a hit movie. Okay. So before we get started, we've got to run through the rules. This refresh is specifically for me. (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm brave enough to admit that. Yeah. You're this season's rule breaker. There was a small bending. It wasn't actually a bending of rules. I was just saying if this rule wasn't in place. So I respected the rule, as I will again this week. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that you did. I, I feel like you're quite flippant with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like polluting the, the jury. It's like they're like, you know, don't listen to that. Like, strike that from the record. But you've already heard it. So it's in mm. your head. Mm. I'm going to do that a few more times today. Okay. So rule one is, um, I don't know. They must be actors. What are these stupid self-imposed rules? Okay, first of all, they must be actors. So, like, no, you know, well, actually, Michael Jordan was in Space Jam, so he, you could. Yeah, that's fine. Him. Yeah, but you know, blah blah blah. No politicians. <laughs> Rule number two is you must cast them as they are now. So you can't say Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music would be perfect. It's just Julie as she is now. <laughs> and rule number three is hashtag no daddies. No so daddies. Uh, mm-hmm. living actors only, which, you know, okay, far be it for me to criticize this podcast, but are rule two and rule three not essentially the same rule? No, they're not the same because you could still ca- try and cast someone who is younger who is not yet dead. <laughs> yeah, but to cast them as they are now, they can't be dead. So <laughs> yeah. it's sort of... <laughs> It's like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Um, okay, so obviously casting Bella, Isabella, the beautiful personality-free heroine for our times. <laughs> the less personality, the better, actually. <laughs> the reason Edward can't read her mind is because she has no thoughts. We'll just, ca- <laughs> we'll just cast her wig. Just her wig, and then that's it. Yeah. Okay, so second we're casting Bella's wig. Then Edward, of course, the resident Hate vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's a few minutes left over, we can have a crack at Jacob. And, and, any- and, and anyone else. Edward's Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> Edward's silver Volvo is timeless in design, so it <laughs> passes all its MOTs every time. <laughs> Bella is 17 years old. 
And yeah. Edward is 120, but he presents as a 17-year-old. 17 going boy. on 120. Yeah. 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 But uh, he was also like, he'd be like roughly an Edwardian 17-year-old. So maybe mm-hmm. he presents actually a bit older, like, you know, 45. Like in his 30s. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and Jacob. Also a vampire, which makes you more youthful looking. So. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. That's but then true. also. He's got to be convincing he, in college, doesn't it, he? What are you looking for in your perfect Bella? A girl with a face, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be tough. Ooh. Are you are you going to cast for? I have two options. I cast for a very awkward Bella, so like an update of Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. But I also cast for an adaptation that had a, a lot more personality to it, with an actress who could bring much more to the role than just like, "Ooh, I'm a clumsy lady." Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think I I went a bit edgy with some of my castings because I think the original movie. Again, I think they did a pretty good job. They followed the brief, apart from with Jacob, who I think wasn't really, the brief wasn't really followed that. Maybe what we should do is just actually like recast the producer and the director (laughs) and just give it to Edward and Kristen again. Like, let's get the team behind normal people to do Twilight. It would essentially essentially turn out to be the exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's the exact same plot line pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, except with vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like Maybe. that. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and we'll, uh... Do you want to start with Bella? Yeah, we might as well start with Bella. Who's going to go first today? I guess I could go first. I could go second. So my first choice is Nell Tiger Free. Oh my God, she was, she, she, appeared on my list as well <laughs> she, appeared. she appeared there yeah yeah uh, so i think that's is, a good choice she played marcella baratheon in game of thrones and she is recently in the show servant and i've only, actually only seen her in game of thrones but i definitely think she has the right look for it she's like very pretty she has a sort of Kristen stewart-esque look in the sense mm. that she's sort of slim and pale and has you know long dark hair and i think she'd be good she is so creepy and savant i think that would bring a real indie vibe to it for sure yeah (laughs) if bella can be like a real creep and i i think she would do the i think she would do the kind of shy awkwardness well um and then i was also thinking about emma mackie who plays Maeve in sex education who is kind of a similar again a similar type like very very pretty but you can see her doing the kind of slightly wallflower-esque in the background shy alternative vibe i could see that i think i like nail tiger free a bit more because i don't know i just i i think because i've seen nail tiger free in in a few things i don't know emma mackie as well but the thing about bella to be honest is like both those actresses could do it and so could probably everyone will put forward today because (laughs) <laughs> like Bella doesn't she's, she's, a, soft puppet. she's a soft puppet That's yeah right. well she yeah. Re- she really is you know what I mean so there's not I don't have that many opinions about Bella okay so I have two options and they're for two very different films <laughs> one mm. is uh Yara Shahidi so she's in blackish and grownish and um the sun is also a star uh she's just She's just really pretty. I think it'd be 
nice. I like her. She's got a sort of bubbly personality and I just, yeah, she's I good. don't know. It's like my, it's my, that's my sort of more Hollywood version of Bella. And my more sort of indie version is uh, Caitlin Diva. Oh. Dipping into love the book smart universe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I love so her. Caitlin Diva's in I don't Unbelievable think... and Book Smart. I don't see Caitlin Deaver at all for Bella because I think she's she plays a smart nerd really well, which Bella is 100% not. And if you strip the nerd uh, quality, hello, away from she her, recognized all the cells. <laughs> yeah, uh, hello, she cells. has the collected work of Jane Austen. I think I probably prefer your first. Okay. I mean, I think, I think Caitlin Diva would definitely be like the indie, indie, indie pick. So I think, I think Bella has to be quite striking. There's almost something, there's almost a, almost a too ordinary quality. Okay. About Caitlin Diva. You know what I mean? She's, she'd be wasted on this. She'd be wasted. She's next door. Whereas I think Bella is more kind of the, she sort of stands out, you mm, know. Mm. Okay, that's fair. Well, you are Shahidi. You like that? I'm yeah. happy with that. All right. Yeah. I'll see you, Rage. I've, I've found as we were just kind of trying to come up with names of this, I'm just categorically uninterested in, in teenagers. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm cast. Glad you chose this book. <laughs> <laughs> I cast. Suggested by you, by the way. Yeah, I casted. <laughs> One for teens and one for the age I am now. Okay. <laughs> so which one do you want first? I'll give you the age that's I am very, now because that's, that's very no, I think, I, think, I, I think teens. I think teens first, and then save the. Yeah, the, I want to no, 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 save no. the tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I have two suggestions then for like the teen ish Bella. Um, the first one is Anya Taylor Joy. Right, yeah, I can see that. But oh, I yeah, think that's she's actually good. Yeah. She she's extre- she's a little bit strange. She's extremely striking, so you could see why a vampire would be like, "What's going on there?" But I think she's got vampire. <laughs> I think she's got vampire vibes. Yeah, she and exactly like yeah, and she, she could, into she'd be a great vampire. She'd yeah. be a great vampire, and also she could definitely do the awkward thing where she's like, oh, "I can't make any friends." Like, oops, I tripped. But then, know. like, actually, when she gets to Edward, she's like, I just stood up to the vampire cult. I, I think she's okay, more, Edward, I've saved you. <laughs> I think she's more Rosalie than she is Bella. No, no. I think she's oh. Bella. Have you seen Split? No. No. She's very Bella in that. Okay. She's, like, right, a, well, she's like the kind of outsider who kind of forges a kind of bond with the monster. Which mm. works quite nicely. Oh, yeah, that, that does work quite nicely. All right, and you're to- Taylor Joy. All right, next one. Should I just leave it there since that one was? No, I want to so hear. Let's, let's hear your weird one. <laughs> oh, you want to hear my older one? Well, I'll tell you one more. I'll give you one more option for Bella, yeah. teen style, which is um, the actress Taddy Gabrielle. And she is so, this would be like an edgy. The reason I didn't put her forward as my first choice was because she is so clearly not Bella, but she could make Bella a great character, which is why I kind of put her forward. Oh, she's and from yeah. Sabrina. Yeah, she's in Sabrina. She's one of the she's one of the kind of bullies in Sabrina, and she's like 
great and so cool and kind of edgy. I mean, she and could make, she could make, I agree. She could make Bella actually interesting, but that's not really yeah. what we're after. We're I after know, a really see, boring Bella. <laughs> I think she would be a good Rosalie. Yeah, she would be a good uh, Rosalie. Yeah, she, she, would, would she, she would be great starting out as a vampire, just the same way she makes a great witch yeah. because she's just, she's got the attitude to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now I really want to hear the, is it Anne Hathaway? Because if it is, no, it's not. Absolutely not. It's not Anne Hathaway. Right. For an older pairing, don't worry. I have like I have um an Edward for each of these as well. Okay. Okay. But my suggestion is Dakota Johnson. Oh yeah. Next Kristen Stewart must play awkward, the best out of everyone. That's actually that's actually that's really weird though because Fifty Shades was like a twilight fanfic yeah that's and true she's in 50 shades like it's, it's a bit too incestuous for me she, like in real life she has big bella energy yeah because she just like in her architectural digest home tour she makes like all these kind of awkward jokes that only she understands <laughs> some of them fall flat it's really hard to tell whether she's being serious or whether she's like having a laugh like oh it's my gosh, just she's great She's too. She's actually like way way cooler than Bella, but yeah, I I can see that. I can see that actually. My Edwards are really boring. <laughs> okay, I mean, oh, that, that wait, before sense. we go into Edward, do, would you like the next piece of Twilight trivia? Yes. Yes. Do you know who was strongly in the running for Bella? Who? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that's she would have made a terrible been Bella. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She would have. No, I'm glad she, she saved herself for Katniss. Would you like to know a fact about Edward? Yes. Frox, you'll enjoy this. Do you know who Stephanie Meyer's top, top choice for Edward was, who she really wanted for Edward? Was it Matthew Good? No. It's your other computer building miniature painting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you serious? She wanted Henry Cavill for Edward. So that's who she was thinking of when she was writing. I love Henry Cavill. I was watching his Instagram the other day, and he, like... (laughs) He built himself a PC. Yeah, he built a computer. We all know. He God, is it was such all over the a internet. loser. I love him so much. Sorry. What are you talking? That's he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And you are he's, eating he's out actually of the palm an of arch his hand. manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It's working a, on me. Of a certain breed of kind of slightly nerdy know. woman. <laughs> and man. <laughs> Another actor who was in the running was Ben Barnes. Oh yeah, I could totally see that too. He's his, I think his actually when you hear all that, even though Ben Barnes is really hot and as we know, I love him. I think Robert Pattinson is far and away the best. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he he was he was he's, the best he's, choice there. He's very good for that role. I can't even really be bothered to say these. They're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Really wet my appetite. Oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. One of them is Greg Sulkin, who is in Marvel's Runaways. And oh yeah, I can see. Oh yeah, I know yeah, virtually yeah, yeah. nothing about him, but <laughs> <laughs> he's just handsome. He looks like he he's looks like handsome. he's cut from marble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's got that's nice good. Dimples. But we always knew that the casting of this was going to be incredibly boring because they're boring characters. <laughs> yeah, um, and the other one just... is Jacob Elordi. Who is he was in the kissing booth, he's in Euphoria, I believe, and he's very strapping. <clears throat> Actually, you know, I don't hate it. No, I, I don't think, hate it. I think he's he's more Emmett, personally. I think the tweens would like it because he was in the kissing booth. 
Do you know what? Could we get Zendaya in for Bella as well? Oh, I she, almost she came up her. on my list. Yeah, she came up on but my because list. Because I said for Crawdads, yeah. I didn't think I should mention her. And we again. loved her for Crawdads. Interestingly, I came across my, this is my favorite pick for Edward. And I came across this actor and I didn't realize that he actually starred in a film with my top choice for Bella because he's also in The Sun is also a star. Um, and he plays Reggie Mantle on Riverdale, but Charles Melton. And to me, he totally looks like an Edward. No, I don't like that. What? Mm, he do, he looks evil. He's, he's got. So he's like pretty. He's like very very handsome, but in yeah. for me, not in an Edward way. He's handsome in a kind of jock way. You know. No, I think he is so like beautiful. Looking. I mean, I'm not denying that. Like, <laughs> but I'm just. I just feel like facially, he looks like he would be kind of a. Yeah, not no know, Edward like vibes him. for me with him. Oh, really? I thought I he'd be Edward. so good, like Yarsha, because they were they're both in a Sun is also a star, and like they have chemistry. I've got a couple more options here. One is um, I kind of think Edward Blumel, and he plays Marcus on Discovery of Witches, so he's already playing a vampire, and he's just got that kind of like pretty pointy kind of look because he's already a vampire. Like we sort of know it works, but I think that him playing Marcus is better. Like he doesn't really Marcus and Edward are very different because Marcus is like a puppy. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a great shout actually. He's a little bit older, but whatever. Ezra Miller. Oh, he, he came up on my list None. as well, but I think he's too, he's too evil looking. That's why I sort of like next him. Yeah. He'd be like the Michael Sheen or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I The thing I thought about Ezra Miller though, is that, I mean, a, he kind of like, he has the bone structure of like someone otherworldly. Yeah. Anyway, but, but he could do that sort of very graceful, very beautiful, slightly mysterious. And I would like to see again, Edward is so buttoned up. Like I would like to see a weirder quality to Edward. Yeah. But I think like in the book, he is supposed to just be like, uh, I don't know, kind of standard. A big dull dud. <laughs> yeah. A big dull dud. He can't be interesting. Like, yeah. Do you want right. to hear my at my adult pairing to Dakota yeah, Johnson? Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Mm. I mean, meh. I think she has bigger energy than him, and I think it kind yeah. of has to be the other way around. I think I think actually Ezra Miller is really strong, and I want you guys to sit with that for a little longer. Uh, I've sat with it and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well let's let's wheel out Jacob. Let's let's see if we can do any better. My choice for Jacob is Forrest Good Luck. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And he his sort of breakout role was in The Revenant, which is actually the only thing I've seen him in. But he's recently been in yeah. a bunch of stuff, including The Miseducation of Cameron Post. And I just think he he seems to have that really nice because Jake is kind of he's, he's a sweetie, yeah. isn't he? You know, yeah. And, yeah. And he's, also, yes, yeah. he's only like fifteen in the first. Yeah, because he's and, younger. He's younger, and I just feel like this actor just has like a nice, sweet, young kind of guileless energy to him which i think works really nicely for Jacob. yeah you yeah you totally put yes me that's to the good post. that's that's really that's good. good i i like him i think he's got the right look for it i think he's got right jacob energy and it, yeah i mean it's and he's an indigenous actor which is always good well i i so forrest good luck appeared on my list the other one um um one of them is kiowa gordon who plays flint mains in roswell new mexico and he was also embry in twilight and I just think he has that sort of like kind of jock energy 
Like, what, especially so he's as, already been in Twilight. Yeah, he has. He's, he he plays Embry, but he's not a main. And then the second one, and I'm just sliding this in because he did say he has some Native American in there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Noah Centineo. Oh, yeah, he could kind of do it to be honest, because yeah. that's that's the sort of. The big puppy energy of Jacob, definitely. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I was just like, if you could find like a good – and I also think he'd be a good – because you'd want people to crush on him because it's that whole like Jacob or Edward Yeah, thing. well, that's a, that's the thing. that Noah Centineo kind of works in the sense that like there are a lot of Jacob stands out there who are think Jacob's better than Edward. And in a lot of the book, Jacob kind of is. And that's where some of the tension comes from. The only Jacob's thing that a better guy down- and a better friend and – the only thing that falls down for me is that I love Noah Centineo so much and I don't want him to fall in love with a baby. Yeah, that's so yeah. problematic. I know, it's so disturbing. <laughs> he doesn't fall in love with the baby, he imprints, he imprints. the baby. He which imprints means that he has promised the baby that they will later have sex. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so It's not mental, creepy, guys. Just the mental gymnastics you have to do to make that Renesmee storyline okay not creepy like why 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 couldn't stephanie meyer just be like right jacob brokenhearted leaves washington state and returns a few years later and just falls in love with someone great and lives happily ever after just like, like he doesn't have to be like a vampire yeah like he, he doesn't have to be tied to bella forever by just... like wanting to shag her newborn daughter <laughs> it's so weird so so uh, yeah i actually yeah. think nice and is a is a very good choice to be honest, even though it was me pre-record who said we should do a Jacob, I had, I, you know, had seconds to decide this. But the person who kind of springs to my mind is um, John Boyega. He has this sort of Jacob energy to me. I know he's a little bit older, but. Yeah, I mean, I think he's more, I don't know. I, he he kind of gives me leading man vibes. So, yeah, I mean, not that Jacob's a small role, but. I don't know. I think he might be a bit too big for Jacob. Where John Boyega sort of like felt like he would fit for me was when I was thinking about, I think this is in the second book when Edward disappears and Bella's so depressed and he's really trying to shake her out of it. And they go and they like jump off that cliff. I really feel like John Boyega doing that. I could just see him doing that scene, like picking her up and being like, come on, like let's. Like, do something. I can really imagine John Boyega jumping off a cliff. It's a weird thing to cast him. I just feel like Jacob's, like, identity as Native American is very important. Yeah, to the plot and, of the book. And it's all about their kind of, their heritage uh, of being werewolves and how that is tied specifically to their culture and to their land. And so I, I just think it, not that I don't, I, I think, John Boyega would be bad. I just think it changes the dynamic a lot of his story. So I think you would have mm. to do some reworking of his story. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to strip, you know, that one piece of I- like identity in the book out of it. The one, the one piece of personality that yeah one character has. Yeah, I've I've literally forgotten what everybody said. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like the plot of Twilight. Just like Twilight, my past <laughs> is pointless. <laughs> What a season finale. (laughs) Out with a whimper, not a bang. Yeah. (laughs) 